Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. Freedom! That's what we're talking about today with our guest, Bushy Martin. Bushy is a legend in the game. He's been around the chats for about 35 years in the property industry, um, but he's built a business really designed around helping people to unlock freedom in their own lives, which is why we get along so well, because ultimately what he is doing is helping people to go from where they are now to where they want to be, which is absolutely what we aim to do here on the Investor Lab. And that's what we do with our company Dashdot, all of that. And it's and it's such a good synergistic fit. So today, if you listen to this episode, firstly, you're going to un- uncover so many gold nuggets, you know, around every little twist and turn, there is a there is a bite-sized snackable takeaway that you're going to be able to digest and eat in your own time. But the fundamental basis that we're covering this episode is how to discover your freedom formula. So basically, how what what do you need to look at in order to transform your life and to give you the levels of freedom that you want? Because ultimately, we all want the same thing. You know, we want the ability to do what we want when we want uh, with who we want, uh, and and this is going to be a pathway to get there. Now. This is probably going to be the first of many episodes I do with Bushy because there's so many uh, similarities in the way that we think. Um, But this is a really great introduction to get you thinking about how to discover your own freedom formula. Without any further ado, I'm, I'm going to get stuck right into it. But before we do, actually make sure that you like this, rate it, share it, review it, give it to a family member or a loved one. Um, give us some feedback too. You know, If you if you want to send us uh, some feedback, let us know what you think of the episode. Just send us an email, hello at dashdot.com.au. We read every email. We try and respond to every email as well. Um, we love it. We love the feedback. And if there's topics that you want to cover or if there's something in this episode that, that you feel we missed, then just let us know. We can cover it on a later episode. So on that note, um, we love it when you give us the feedback. So please do. That's enough of my waffle. Let's get stuck right into it. And I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to the Investor Lab. Joining me today is Bushy Martin. Now, Bushy is an investor, founder, author, media commentator, and he's recognized as one of Australia's most trusted experts in property, investment, and lifestyle. And of course, here at the Investor Lab, we are all about freedom, choice, abundance, lifestyle by design, all of that kind of stuff. His career in property spanned over 35 years. He's the author of two award-winning books, including The Freedom Formula, Live More, Work Less, and Leave a Legacy, and Get Invested. Do you want to live more or less? I actually just got my copy of The Freedom Formula. I'm looking looking forward to getting stuck into it. On top of that, Bushy was named one of the top 10 property specialists by Property Investor Magazine in 2017 and awarded Mentor of the Year by The Advisor in 2020. He's also the head honcho of Know How Property Finance. And over the last little while, I have had the unadulterated pleasure of getting to know Bushy on a one-to-one basis. And I've got to say, there are very few people that I've found in the real estate industry that present themselves with the integrity and candor that Bushy does. Bushy, with that, welcome to the show. Mate, I think you've said it all, mate. I can go home now, can't I? <laughs> well, that's an easy setup and it's good. But look, I want to I want to I want to Shanghai you a little bit here, right? Because after saying all of that, aren't you just a mortgage broker? <laughs> just a mortgage broker. <laughs> Joe, I love that. I love that. No, we we're, we're not just a mortgage broker. Uh mortgage broking is the uh oil that basically lubricates the machine of property, mate. So it's a yeah. very important piece of what we do, but it is only a piece of what we do. Okay. All right. Well, well on that note then, for the benefit of everyone else who has no idea who you are, that why don't you give us a little bit of a backstory? Tell us a little bit about who you are, 
uh, what you do, and 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 we'll kind of dig into that first, and then we can break into a few other things. I want to I want to crack into some of the stuff you've 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 put down in this book, the Freedom Formula. So we're going to be digging into some of that stuff first, but in a minute. But let's um tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, well, Bushy Martin, obviously with a name like Bushy, mate, I'm a boy from the bush. Yeah. So uh, very proudly born in the booming rural metropolis of Garoke in the Wimmera in uh, Western Victoria. Yeah. Uh, spent all of my early years as a really quite nomadic. So I grew up on the land, but my uh, old man was a stock and staging agent. So we travelled from country town to country town all over Victoria and, and South Australia. Uh, I spent my early years as an architect. Uh, I, I loved loved art when I was a kid, mate. Uh, I was a really sickly, punk-chested runt uh, as a country boy. Uh, I, I was a chronic asthmatic. Right. So my my way of overcoming that was I, I spent, you know, at one stage we were living in Echuca up on the Murray River. Yep. And I remember the doctor saying to me and, and the folks that if we didn't get out of Echuca, I'd be an old man by the time I was 15. Because Why was, why was that? Uh, I had such chronic asthma. And uh, Victoria is the worst place for asthma in the world, mate. Is so, it really? Um, on, on, is yeah. it why? Dust, pollen? I mean, I'm not an asthmatic, so I don't really understand it. Combination of all of the above. So dust, pollen, allergies, uh, cold, wet. Uh, it's, it's the perfect perfect combination for bad asthmatics. So uh, but that had a pretty profound impact on me, mate, because uh, my old man was very much a get out and get it done sort of guy. And, you know, I, I was in bed four days out of seven. Wow. Uh, I hardly went to school. So I, I spent all my time in bed with a pen in my hand designing and creating things. And uh, loved art. And, of course, the old man would always say, yeah, that, that's all really good, son, but you got to get a real job. So um, so I thought, well, how can I combine the two? So I became an architect, mate. That was the logical conclusion for me was to combine my creative skills with, with you know, the art of architecture. Yeah. And but, but the lesson I learned early was that, you know, it was all about working hard. So, you know, my, my way of overcoming my physical uh, ailments was just to work harder than everyone else. And that was all right. That was great. That certainly uh, had its impacts and, and helped me uh, get through architecture and, and uh, you know, I enjoyed a successful career in architecture. But uh, when you're working seven days a week, 14 hours a day for years on end, uh, it has its consequences, mate. It's, yeah, it's, that, not, it's not sustainable, is it? I mean, I'm interested yeah. to know, so you're obviously not an architect now. So what happened? Like, where did you go with that? Was that, oh, did that, was that a successful career or where did that, why did that stop? Depends how you define success. Uh, successful professionally, yes. Uh, disastrous personally. Now, I mean, architects have got the highest divorce rate of any profession, mate, and there's a good reason true? for it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And I was a victim. I was a victim. Of, a self victim of that. I can't blame anyone but self, myself, mate. I yep. uh, worked myself into a point where I lost my family. I, I, in fact, I lost everything in my early thirties. I was uh, back to ground zero. I, what, what do you I, mean? What ha- what happened? So do you mind digging into that? I'm curious. Uh, yeah, well, it, I, I uh, work was everything, mate. Uh, I, yeah. I call architecture now the Van Gogh profession, or you know, the Van Gogh, the uh, the yeah. uh, dead artist. Uh, yeah. you, you spend all of your life at your craft. And you only become famous when you're dead, and uh, and you're not respected uh, while while you're actually doing it, which is. Mm. Very much the case with a lot of architects, but I it became so all-consuming, mate. Uh, and I, I was a miserable bastard 
actually as an architect, because as an architect, you become very critical of everything in your environment because it's always, how could this be done better? You know, if you go out to a restaurant, you're picking up on the architraves and the skirtings and all that, 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 that should have been done this way or that's not designed that way. So you become a very critical, a critical negative sort of person after a while. And uh, I had a car crash. So I call it my car crash uh, because uh, turned around and lost my wife. Uh, that impounded on the business. Uh, I, I ended up crawling into a hole for two years and I used, I did my master's in business as an excuse really to uh, do some really hard self-reflection. Yeah. And uh, that, that was probably the worst time of my life, mate, uh, because I was always one of those guys, uh, you know, country boy, you only get married once and you only yeah. have one bank and, you know, that's, that's pretty much how you sort of brought up to believe. How did your, fa- how did your family react when you, when, you, uh, when you went through all of that? Uh, mixed. But but very supportive. I I very blessed with my family, mate. Uh, very lucky with mum and dad. Uh, you yeah. Know, they say you can't choose your family, but I was very lucky who I was born into. Yeah. Uh, they were extremely supportive, and in fact, <laughs> uh, for that, those couple of years, I moved back home and lived upstairs because I had no. I got I got out got out of my marriage with my my car and my cassettes, mate. So it gives <laughs> a bit of an indication of how long ago it was. Yeah. So not a, not a pretty story, but uh, it's funny, you know you. you your biggest challenges and your your hardest times become your biggest learning grounds. And mm. uh, you know the the time I spent, I spent more time in counselling after the marriage went belly up than I did before. Yeah, because it was all about sorting myself out. Because I was determined I was not going to end up in that same uh, spot again, basically. Yep. And and I shed my skin. You know, I I, I often say that I I went from. Uh, totally career focused becoming schizophrenic mm. and I, what i mean by that is i i had a penny drop moment when a mate of mine dragged me along to a robert kiyosaki uh, conference oh, yeah. in adelaide at the time yeah. and uh, the penny drop mate he, he made the comment that the moment you make passive income a part of your life your life will change and it was absolutely spot on mate it, i started to see the world completely different from that day on it is so funny how much Robert Kiyosaki has impacted so many people. Like the Rich Dad Poor Dad book, you know, is if you ask any investor, what's the what was the moment? Oh, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I know, I know, uh, for for me and Gabby and so other many other people, I know um, the going to a Rich Dad seminar. You know, probably there's definitely some you know some some discussions to be had around the the those seminars and stuff. But um, that was also a turning point moment for so many people as well, and so. It's really, um, yeah, it's really fascinating. That was the that was a big thing for you as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, he, he's been uh, hallowed, but also criticised over the years. The, the the bottom line for me is the the basic parameters I took away because I, I then became a you know it was my Kiyosaki moment. I, I call it my Kiyosaki mm. moment. Uh, I read all of his, grabbed all of his books, read every one of them from cover to cover. You know, yep. I've still got them. You know, they hang together by you know a thread because they're all highlighted and scrawled on. Bought his cash flow quadrant um, uh, game. Uh, we great. Used to play that cash flow the board game. So oh, good. Oh, mate. Awesome fun. Awesome yeah. fun. And, and I, I, I often say now that was the point I became passive aggressive, mate. <laughs> I became really aggressive about everything in my life had to have a passive income stream component nice. to it. So, and it's, it's, it's absolutely turned our life around, mate. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough. Uh, to um, connect with my 
great wife and life partner, Sonia. We're partner in all things. And uh, I I remember sitting down in a little restaurant in a country town called Clarendon uh, where we've we've been living in recent times. That's where we ended up 20 years later. Mm -hmm. But uh, we we sat down. And as an architect, mate, uh, you always start with the end in mind. What I was very good at was being able to create things and imagine exactly how I wanted things to be. Yeah, and then working backwards to say, okay, well, what do we need to do today that's going to get a, get us close to that as fast okay. as possible? So, did you start to apply the architecture principles then to your own life? Is that what you're saying? Totally. We I call it living by design. We we yeah. we designed our life, and and it, that was a it was a process that I just it was it was intuitive to me because I'd spent 20 years as an architect. Everything I did was designed, mate, down to the last nut and bolt. Uh, and and that can be a bit obsessive at times, but uh, what it meant was it was very easy for me to sit down with Sonia and we designed our ideal life. You know, we we looked at what's what was our perfect day, our perfect week, our perfect month, our perfect year. What were we doing with who, mm-hmm. where, when? Uh, and I mean, I'm a very visual person, so I actually created a, a vision board mm. uh, that that had all of that on it. And then I made I was one of those nutbags who uh, had it on the on the toilet door, or I had it on the shower wall, I had it on the back of the bed, and it, I, it was just subliminally changing my outlook. A I lot, think I mate. can actually see it on the wall behind you. You can, you can actually. <laughs> mate, that's well spotted. That's very well spotted, mate. So, uh, but, but I'm a big believer in, you know, you've got to prime the subconscious. Well, I was, I was going to ask you, I was actually going to ask you, not specifically about um, vision boards and stuff, but I was, one of the questions I want to ask you was, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll get back into, into what you're doing now in a moment, but I wanted to ask in the last five years or even 10 years, what is the, what is the habit, belief or behavior that has most improved your life? Yeah, I, I think that I've, I'm going to focus on a belief, mate. I think because okay. uh, it's it's been a slow boil that's sort of gradually come together over time. Yeah. But what I've come to recognise is that sustainable success, and I underline underline the word sustainable here, mate. Now, yep. I'm not talking about overnight success or one hit wonders because there's yep. lots of those around the place. But sustainable success is a at least a 15 year journey. Yep. And I'd say that because everything I've studied, uh, everything I've read, and believe you me, I'm an absolute readaholic. Uh, everyone I've followed and our own journey has proven to me that sustainable success takes 15 years to achieve. And the good part about that is that once you recognize that, you stop treating time as your enemy and you start embracing it as your friend. Mm. And it means that you can actually start to enjoy the journey knowing that if you just keep at it, then in 15 years' time, you're going to enjoy all the fruits uh, from then on in. But but what I the, the key belief really is that that sustainable success lies at the intersection of self, health, and wealth, and it's bound together by what I call TLC. So let me break that down uh, very quickly. Self is about what you believe, what your subconscious is telling you, what your attitudes are, uh, what your outlook is, what your expectations of life are. Yep. And that's really fundamental, mate, because nine times out of 10, and you'd see this yourself, I'm sure, uh, most of us have a very negative self-talk. You know, we, we talk to ourselves worse than we would anyone else. 
know, if you spoke to yourself the, the way you would with friends and family, you wouldn't have any. Yeah. So the, the first thing that really needs to be clear is, is getting that self-belief right. Uh, that's a really key part of that three-part equation. Uh, and you do that with by giving yourself TLC in terms of lots of tender, loving care. You, you start becoming very kind to yourself. So the things that I did, I had affirmations. I record them on the phone uh, and and play them when I'm in the shower. I mean, I, I, this sounds nutbag sort of stuff. But no, I've thought I've thought about doing that. I've got loads of affirmations. I've thought about recording them so I can play them back um, on loop. But I actually haven't done that. That's good. Uh, it's just amazing how these little things make a difference. And, and again, you don't see any immediate change, but if you keep doing it long enough, then it's it's amazing how it imprints on the subconscious and your outlook on life starts to change. So yep. uh, d- given where I was at and, and you know, I, I was really down on myself when we, when I had the car crash, as I, as I call yep. it. Uh, Not a physical the, car crash, the, a life car crash, right? Yeah, what yeah, was it was. Totally. Yeah, okay. So I it was to... my early life crisis. I don't believe in midlife crisis, mate. I believe in getting everything. Mate, out you've got to do it. Now. Get it done early. Get it out of the way. You know, they say like <laughs> do the hardest things first, like go to the gym first thing in the morning and stuff like that. So if you're going to crash, do it early. I reckon. Um, spot on. Spot on. And that's a perfect lead into the second leg, which is health, because yep. the the health part of the self help and wealth is about developing the happy habits, the daily disciplines, and the and the rewarding rituals that are actually going to then become the foundation of doing wealth. And and what I'm talking about healthier is how you sleep, how you breathe, what you eat, your exercise regime. Uh, because all of those things, if you, if you treat yourself well there, you build self-trust, you build loyalty, and you build commitment, which is the, the second form of TLC. And, and you'll get used to me, mate. I'm a shocker for really bad... Uh, Acronyms because it's the only way I can only way I can remember stuff, mate. If I keep it simple enough, then I know I'm going to remember it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, think, I, I think I've discovered more uh, acronyms since meeting you than I have I've th- have in the last twenty years. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of frameworks. Really there. bad. I know it's really bad, but it just it just makes hey, frameworks make things easy have, to remember. Have, mate. have you discovered any sleep hacks? Sleep, I think, is the biggest lever that people don't uh, don't realize they need to pull. I'm guilty of that. I've recently my big focus this year has been on. Uh, improving sleep. Have you got any any tricks for people to to? Because I think if they can dial that in, that helps with the the mindset stuff, which is the self, right? Because if, if you can sleep, you have better self talk, better self commitment. Uh, you eat better, all of that kind of stuff. You build up your resilience. Have you got any any uh, master strokes on how to get better sleep so that we can all you know become wealthier? Yeah, it's work in progress for me as well because I've yep. got a very active mind, mate. I've got one of those brains that doesn't turn off. Yeah. Uh, the 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 best thing I can say to you, uh, the thing that's probably made the most difference is uh, going to bed at exactly the same time every night and getting up at exactly the same time every morning. Uh, that, that's got to be an, an absolute must. Once you start buggerizing around with that, then it just throws your mm. system completely out of whack. So that's number one. Uh, number two is don't take your devices to bed. So you can you can read that the way you like, mate. There's a, there's a you're breaking <laughs> down a lot of directions there. Hey, you know, like each to their own, each to their own. It's all good, it's all good. <laughs> but uh, that, that the old blue screen thing, uh, I'd I'd stay right away from technology. Yeah. And and uh, if you're going to fill your head with anything at that that stage, do one of two things: either read read a fiction book that is is going to allow you to drift off to sleep, which is what I often do. Uh, or uh, do a uh, guided meditation, 
Mm. So I often just pop on my phone. I'll have it, have it away from the bed, but I'll just pop on a guided meditation. It goes for about 15 or 20 minutes. It's, it, again, filled with uh, positive affirmations. Uh, and and I, there's a couple that I use that are, that are around um, visualizing yep. stuff because it just puts me in the right zone. And that allows you to drift off to sleep uh, quite easily. Uh, so that's they're probably again work in progress for me, mate, because I'm working on that one as we speak as well. Yeah, uh, but that's pretty key. And so those, those health issues uh, are all again very fundamental. Develop developing the habits that you then need to be able to be successful in your wealth and your your wealth. Uh, and I'm talking here about wealth by stealth, mate, uh, because given that 15 year long game horizon then uh, from the wealth perspective, I'm talking about that being passive-aggressive. So it's, it's way too many of us, and I was guilty of this myself, focus on one thing, and that's your career, uh, thinking that your income is going to be the answer to all your prayers. Well, it's not. Uh, your income is just the fuel that you need to then put into investments that will ultimately then sustain your ideal lifestyle long-term. So that can be business, it can be property, it can be shares, it can be crypto if you're brave enough yeah. uh, or, and or a combination of all of those. Uh, but if you don't have the self and the health bits together, I guarantee you, you won't be successful in the wealth component. Okay. I want to I I jump in there because I want to I steer this a little bit because there's a, a lot of stuff that I want to cover, right? Um, I want to make sure we get to it. One quick question, and let's we'll try. I know that you've got the propensity to waffle on like I do, right? So let's <laughs> we'll, let let's try let's try keep it keep it punchy. Time, yeah, right. You, you're like you, you know you you mentioned that you know basically I'm truncating this a little bit, but basically it takes time to become successful. Um, we've got time, all the time in the world. Time becomes your friend. All of this kind of stuff. How do you how do you how do you balance the dichotomy of the fact that life is short and finite, and so we're constantly running out of time and we can't get any time back and like our life is we're dying every single minute basically right so how do you and so there's a there's a there's a part of our human psyche that is, that realizes that time is running out and it is right how do you balance that with this idea that we also have actually shitloads of time and we like how do you how do you balance that dichotomy in your own mind yeah really easy uh, there's one fundamental question that I start every day with mate and I've been doing this for years now because yep. you hit it. It's all about time. I often say to people, it's all about time. You've got to use the time you've got now mm. to allow the time that you've got to give your time back because freedom and fulfillment is all built around having time on your hands. So how do you have time on your hands? And All of us are time poor. Uh, you know, we, we live in a, uh, an increasingly busy world where we fill our heads with, with stuff. Yeah, that we we convince ourselves important we need to do. So the one question you need to ask yourself is, where can I invest my time today that's going to give me more time tomorrow? And if you start every day with that, then everything you're doing, you're looking at how you, how you can do it smarter, faster, more efficient. So can you? you know, I, I I talk about the read concept, mate, uh, and that's another. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah. about repeatedly uh, eliminating. Oh, I thought you nearly lost your, forgot your acronym. I did. I nearly <laughs> forgot it. I did. I'm going through my head here. So you've got to repeatedly, repeatedly eliminating, eliminate, automate, 
and delegate. Repeat, eliminate, automate, and delegate. Got it. So if, if you're repeatedly doing uh, those things, if you're eliminating stuff that, that is better done by someone else, yep. you're, if you're doing something twice, you're automating it. So you're creating a system that means that uh, you don't have to recreate it every time or you're delegating tasks to others that are more, better, better placed to do that than you are, then all of a sudden you start to free up time. And as, as I say, mate, uh, if what I've learned, it's taken me a long time to get here because I was always chasing success and chasing wealth in my early days. Yeah. But what I, what I learned is that true fulfillment comes from uh, giving freely to others without ever expecting anything in return and, and not, them knowing that you're doing it. And is that so, how you define success? Yeah. I'd, 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 I'd tell you what I'd rather do, mate, I'd, because my ideas on this have shifted. Success for me is a very selfish thing. It's about me. Interesting. What I tend to focus on now is significance because, yeah. uh, again, it's a very slight shift, but if you're focusing on significance, you're worried about how you can help others, how, how you're improving others' lives, which is exactly what we do as a business. It's all about if I can help others to achieve their ideal lifestyles, whatever that is, because everyone's ideal lifestyle is going to be yeah. absolutely different, Then, and we're all therefore creating more time to be doing things to help others, we're creating a, a much better community and a, and a much better country as a result. Yeah, it makes sense. And I actually um, uh, did a podcast with a, a basically a mortgage broker from the US who had been extremely successful, top one percent of uh, loan writers in in the whole United States. You know, all that kind of stuff achieved massive levels of success, financial career, all this kind of stuff. And then she realized that there, she was like, "What's the point? Like, what is all of this about?" And then her whole thing that she is, does now is called success to significance. Like, okay, well, that's cool. But how do you actually go? For, like, it's great to achieve, but then how do you actually how do you actually transfer that into significance? And what does that mean? So that's really important. But this is a good segue to like, what do, what is it you do now? Like, uh, you know, we covered the you architect didn't work, burnt out, crashed, uh, started steering your life back on track. You spent the last however many years crafting uh, acronyms every day, uh, whittling them away from the dictionary. And well, what is it? What does you actually do? You said that you help people to achieve this kind of stuff. What, like, I, I want to. Let, what do you do now? What's the, sim- what's the simple version of how you help people? Yeah, okay. So uh, I guess what we do now is uh, we, we help others the way that uh, my good wife, Sonia, and I have helped ourselves. It's really, really simple. So what, mm-hmm. what we've done is systemize the process that Sonia and I have been down to in- enjoy a, a fantastic lifestyle uh, as a consequence. So that, that breaks down into four components, mate, because uh, we're actually on a, a mission to wake up Australians to the need to invest in themselves mm. to be able to enjoy the lifestyle they want. So it's, it's all nice. about lifestyle. It's all about time. And the way we do that is in four key components. So our business know-how, what, what the reason we call it know-how, Goose, is yeah. that most people know they need to do something uh, in terms of investment, whether it be property or something in finance, but very few can see how. Mm. So we give you the know-how to be able to achieve your ideal lifestyle. That's, that's as, as simple as I can put it. Now, yeah. that, so that's what, we're, that's what we do. How do we do it? Well, we do it in four really simple components. The first component is about uh, information and inspiration. It's the, the education piece. So appearing on podcasts like this or getting you on our podcast, getting yeah. invested uh, is one important component of it. 
uh, the books, uh, the Freedom Formula and Get Invested. Uh, yeah. Again, all about education uh, and the step-by-step process. Uh, then the final component that we put uh, clients through what we call the Freedom Flight Series, where they learn the, the, the what, the how, and the uh, why yep. in terms of what they need to be doing to craft their own journey. And then underneath that, if, if uh, people then are happy to fly with us, uh, we offer three key components. The most important component is what I call strategy, or you know, it's, it's the strategy piece. Yep. Uh, and it's a piece that I find that very few Australians spend any time thinking about. So you'd get this yourself. Yep. Uh, the first question we ask when people come to us to assist them with their property or finance needs has got nothing to do with that. It's, well, tell me about your ideal lifestyle. Yeah. And I normally get crickets because, or I get, oh, gee, Bushy, I'd never thought about that before. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, so, it's, it's wild, isn't it? It's absolutely wild how few people think past like the next couple of months. Like I was talking to a business owner the other day uh, and he, I was like, okay, so, and he was struggling with his business and he, and he I said, well, okay, well, where do you want to be in five years? Not even in the next 30, not even like, I was like, where do you, like, what do you want to be in the next three to five years? And he said, I have never thought that far ahead. And I'm like, this guy's been running his business for seven years. We're helping him buy his um, his like fourth property, uh, and he's just like, I don't, know, I don't know, just like doing stuff. And it's wild because how how can you how could you ever know what way to go if you didn't know where you were trying to get to? It's madness. And that's exactly you're right on it there because if your wife's big enough, then it does two things: it becomes a magnet, and it also becomes a compass. So if, if you've really spent some time crystallizing exactly how you and your family want to live uh, and get really visual about it so that, you know, you can you actually feel like you're doing it, yeah. then uh, all the speed bumps that you're going to occur along the journey, and you will, uh, become minor because the prize is big enough at the end. But it also means that every decision you're making day to day is about, well, is this taking me closer to that or further away? Yeah. So, You've, you've got a GPS, uh, basically, then that, that guides your life. So have you ever heard? Have you heard, are you familiar with the concept of a commander's intent? No. Okay. So, so what? So the basic premise, right, is let's say you're on a battlefield and you know you've got to cross the battlefield and capture the flag on the other side, right? And there's a hill over here, and there's all this kind of stuff. Now you can sit down and create a plan and go, okay, right, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to leave the we're going to leave the base and then we're going to go up and we're going to cross over the hill and then we're going to go down the other side and go get the flag, right? But in reality, you know, you've got no idea what's going to happen. You might run out and then all of a sudden you're going to be ambushed from the side and somebody else is actually on the hill and they're shooting at you. You can't go up the hill and all of this kind of stuff. So if you've got a plan and it's just a, a really linear, if, you know, go here, turn left, go straight, do this or whatever, you know, you can't actually adjust and adapt to what happens, i.e. life. However, the commander's intent says, okay, here's the goal. We want to capture the flag and we don't want anyone to die, right? Okay, so this is the this is the commander's intent. On that basis, you can then make decisions on the way in order to achieve that outcome and have and stay focused towards the goal. The goal isn't turn left, the goal is capture the flag at the end. So then then you can navigate to do that. And that's actually 
it's a critical process in the military to have a commander's intent at the top of every mission. It's like, oh, here's what we sort of plan to do, but really this is this is the goal, right? So let's just make sure we do that. And however you get there, it's all good pretty much. Love it. I love it. Perfect, mate, because I often say it's not a roadmap, it's a GPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GPS, you're going to get blown off course. There's no question about it. Yep. It's like taking a round-the-world trip. You know where you want to end up, but how you actually get there is going to change. So, But providing you're clear on where you're looking to get to, Mm. And uh, that becomes unwavering and yep. it becomes attractive. It's got to be attractive enough to do that. Yep. So that, that strategy piece is really, so that's the, that's the life strategy. Yep. Uh, but there's three forms of strategy you need to get your head around because if you get clear on your life strategy, then that's important. But the next piece of the strategy is the finance strategy because investment, whether it be property or other, is a game of finance. Yep. Uh, the finance will, will either enable you to get there or it won't. So that's that's the capacity piece. So we that's why we've got a finance breaking business. Took me a while to work out that property is a game of finance, and it's access to the finance and the way you structure the finance is going to be absolutely critical to your ability to actually make it happen. Yeah. And then the the final component is the property strategy. So if you've got your life strategy, you know what your finance capability is. Then and only then can you develop a property strategy uh, that's going to allow you to go from where you are now to where you want to be in. 10 or 15 years time yeah so that's that's the strategy piece then then we've got the finance part of the business and yes yep. we have a mortgage breaking finance breaking <laughs> business yeah cool spot on yeah and that is the glue that is the glue that connects all these pieces the final piece for, of our business is quite unique uh and I, I haven't come across anyone who's doing this piece uh because what and you and i've spoken about this before goose yep. uh if you want to go and get independent objective and transparent advice on contractual matters, who do you see? Go and see a lawyer. Yeah. If you want independent, objective and transparent advice around uh, taxation issues, go and see an accountant. Who do you see to get into independent, objective advice around property? Dashdog. <laughs> yeah. well, you're apart from Dashdot, it's exactly the, the, there's very few, no, mate. Yeah, because absolutely. they've all got a vested interest, right? Everyone's got a vested interest in trying Including to block Dashdot, something. To be clear, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and and uh, it's spot on. So, uh, what we've done in that that property piece, we don't deliver any of the property, but yeah. what we do is we act as the uh, client's independent eyes, ears, arms, and legs. Yeah. So that we, and I often say, we're going to help you to write your life symphony. Mm-hmm. And then once you're clear on what that is and we're clear on what that is, we're then going to assemble all the independent musicians with the, with the best instruments to make that happen. And we are then going to keep them honest. So we'll, we'll be your conductor and we'll make sure that the right instrument's playing at the right time, but we'll also make sure that, that each of those musicians is, is playing your symphony and they're looking after your interests, not their own. Yeah. So, so that that gives our clients who are time poor, it gives them the expertise, but it also m- makes sure that you know. I often say I'm I'm the John West of property goose because uh, I'm going to act as the client's filter. So you know, if, if we've got dash dot to be, find a property for mm. a client, then it's going to come across my desk first. And, I'm, and my view is, if I'm not prepared to invest in this, then I'm not going to suggest my client does. Yeah. And I can apply the the you know the 35 years experience I have to look at okay well does this property satisfy what the client's ultimate life goals are yeah so that's that's the four pieces so it's it's information it's strategy it's finance and it's the uh, 
orchestration of a property piece without doing the actual delivery. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's good to. It's good that there's a. I think one of the uh, biggest issues with. I know that like at the core, there's a, the core central piece is is finding mortgage broking, but the 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 thing about that is you know mortgage brokers are a dime a dozen, but they're just the same as most real estate people, right? Where they're just they're out there just um, providing just that piece. So, for example, you know in real estate, most most other real estate professionals think it's all about buying houses. So well, houses don't really matter, right? It's really all about the people and it's really about the outcomes and all that kind of stuff. Same thing goes with a lot of mortgage brokers. They go, well, let's just let's get this. You want a loan? Should we just get a loan? Let's get a loan. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that's missing is that connective tissue that, that joins it and says, well, where are you now? And where is it that you want to go? Okay, what actually is that pathway going to look like? And how do we think about the second and third order consequences of that? And you know, how do we be Occam's razor to cut through to the heart of it and to, to simplify it as well? Um, and that's one of the things I like about what you do. Now, I, I want to, there's a lot that we were going to cover in this episode and we're just not going to get there, right? <laughs> do, you, do you think, Bushy, right, in, in 10 minutes or less, you can tell me and, and, and our listeners what on earth the freedom formula is, right? What's, what is the succinct 10-minute uh, synopsis of the freedom formula because a lot of people are listening to this and they're going, yeah, okay, this is cool, got it. So we're gonna have a strategy, we're gonna do some affirmations, and you know, got all this kind of stuff. And but what's what's the math? How does it work? Yeah, that's that's really easy, mate. So the the, the freedom formula. The, the, let's start here. Uh, only five percent of people are successful in any arena. The five percent that are successful focus on the principles and the people, not the product. Now, that product can be property, can be shares, you name it, but it's focusing on the principles and the people that you need to surround yourself to make it happen. So that, that's the first important component. So the freedom formula is actually the eight critical principles that you need to engage if you're going to be successful in building wealth through property, pure and simple. And I, I, I call them the, the eight key vitamins yeah because uh, you, you've probably heard of the concept of preventative health where you take daily supplements today to make sure that you prevent yourself getting cancer or some bad disease later in life yep well the preventative wealth uh, vitamins are exactly the same so you're you're doing doing stuff now on a regular basis that's ultimately going to contribute to sustaining a really healthy wealthy lifestyle long term and and those eight Key principles are broken down into the word vitamins. Here's another. You get them. Another acronym. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we got we got vitamins. V I T A M I N S. Vitamins. Right. What so let's does, break them down. Yeah. Let's break, break them down. down. What, what do they all stand for? Yeah. So the the first three. Yeah. And, and and let's just to take a slightly higher level up. True freedom. If we're talking the freedom formula, is about getting your time back by creating passive income. So how do we do that? by employing and taking the preventative wealth vitamins. Yeah. So the vitamins are broken down into those, those eight. And the first three are what I call the, the setup factors. And these are, the, these are generally the things that most uh, property investors look at, and that's about all they look at. And that is, how much property can I buy? That's the value. Hmm. So that's, that's about your capacity and your capability. And we normally apply what we call the bare facts to, to that to help you determine that. So how much can you borrow? How much equity and savings do you have? How affordable is the property going to be? 
and what's your level of risk. So that, that determines what value of property you are actually capable of and you're comfortable with. So two, two different answers often there. Yep. So that's the value piece. The interest is the interest rate of growth because uh, one of the underlying exercises here for most Australians is that you need to be focusing on growth if you're going to build a nest egg that's going to sustain your a lifestyle long-term. And uh, a very slight change in the growth rate, the annual growth rate, will have a massive impact on the end result. So I often say if you bought a $400,000 property and you're holding it for 20 years and uh, the difference in the growth rate from one location to another was 3% on average over that period, mm. uh, over 20 years, that extra 3% will give you an extra $800,000 in your skyrocket, which uh, overall is a 75% increase. So that, that rate of growth is absolutely key to build the nest egg. And we, we engage what we call the capital growth, the cash flow curve. Yeah, I was going to ask help. about that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask about that because, and and sorry to interject and to jump in there, and and we'll get back to it. But how do you, the the growth is awesome, right? But I can, I've lost count of the amount of people that I have met who have invested on on the basis of growth and they've got loads of equity and they've got no borrowing capacity left and they have no way to liquidate their equity, right? And to me, Having a really fat balance sheet doesn't isn't actually going to feed you. You can starve to death with with ten billion dollars of equity, right? If you don't, if you don't, if you can't access it. So how do you how do you balance this idea of growth? I I agree, you know, that you need at the start to build up your capital reserves so that you can use it, so that you can deploy it like a war chest. But how do you balance this idea of growth being, you know, primarily important when actually if you you, you can't take equity to the shops? How do you balance that? Yeah, so uh, and that comes to another one of the vitamins, which is affordability. Right. Uh, so uh, a little bit like your Holy Trinity concept, uh, the where you've got to have capital growth, but you've also got to make it affordable. So uh, what I'm talking about here is creating property vehicles that are actually cash flow positive, mm-hmm. and they might not, they might use all of the negative gearing techniques through depreciation and structuring and whatnot that's actually going to assist in making that happen. But that affordability piece is, is really key. But the other thing that's really important here, Goose, and I, I, you know, in my book, The Freedom Formula, I actually go through some case studies on this mm-hmm. uh, because I hear this argument all the time, this battle between capital growth and cash flow. Uh, you're, no one uh, is likely to be able to live off the rent they get from their properties, not, not an entirety. And it, 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 again, I've, I've got to underline that and say it depends on uh, what your ideal lifestyle costs, mm. because everyone's going to be different from that. If you're living on the smell of an oily rag and a tent in the backyard, then you're not going to need much, and yeah. and the rent will be enough. But you know, I've done, I've done a lot of uh, number crunching on this. You know, to have any anywhere near close to a comfortable lifestyle for a couple, it's 120 grand a year. That's yep. that's to have any form of comfortable lifestyle. Yep. Now, that means you need to create $2.4 million worth of uh, income-producing assets, and at a 5% return, that'll give you that 120 grand. Mm. But uh, it's, it, it, it's not easy to create 120 grand of net passive income just from the rental from the properties. So what, what I often say to people is go for growth and make it affordable, but then convert to cash flow at the time when you're looking to work less. Yeah, how do you convert so, to cash flow? 
Yeah, so you do a rationalisation of the portfolio. You'll keep some properties. You'll you'll eliminate uh, most of the debt, but not all of the debt. You'll certainly eliminate any debt on your owner-occupied home, which is yeah. you know, a side benefit of actually investing in the first place. And then then you'll spread it across rental income uh, for me because time is the most important ingredient here, Goose. So you don't create a second job if you're going to invest. If you're mm-hmm. spending all of your time having to, to manage the exercise, you actually haven't achieved anything. Yeah. So for me, you know, the, the transition that uh, we've made is to stick uh, some of the proceeds from the, the rationalisation of the portfolio into simple things like index funds that give you a really good dividend return. So uh, we're actually turning that that growth into income producing really assets and tax effective. So we've got the balance and, and, and I'm right into diversification. So we've got a property spread, but we're also spreading that across equities because it's, uh, you know, to get good dividend index funds, it, it's, it's just money coming in every week. I'm not worried so, about the growth at that stage. I'm just worrying about the income. Yeah, can, 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 I, can I ask a question about that? Because that's a really interesting way to think about it. So am I right then in assessing that if, in a very broad brushstroke sense, not not in absolutes, nothing ever is. But the property part of your wealth ecosystem is to give you the growth, and the shares part is to give you the income. Is that am I right? combination? So so grow the nest. Egg. The the really important thing here is the size of the nest egg. Yeah. Okay. So yep. so and, and everyone's nest egg is going to be a different size. Yep. But if if you again, it comes back to how you want to live. If you're clear on how you want to live, and you, then we can monetize that to work out how much does that lifestyle cost per year. Mm. It's very easy to say, right? I will 120 grand. You're going to need 2.4 million dollars worth of income-producing assets outside the family home because the family home is not an asset; mm. doesn't give you an income. So uh, we just get the nest egg to that size, and then we rationalise as we're coming into into that level. We then rationalise it. So we do a progressive sell down, not all in one hit because you get whack with capital gains but if you spread it out over a period of time when your your uh, earning comes reducing you minimize the impact of the of the gains on the way through and there's some entity stuff here as well you're between tenants and common and trust structures and other entities that your mm. accountant can help you with that's going to minimize that pain but then it's 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 uh, that ongoing cash flow component which is when you're wanting to uh, get your time back is spread across rental from properties. And it might be, again, growth properties are different to cash flow properties. So you might switch from residential homes that are the highest growth to uh, commercial offices, uh, not commercial offices, I wouldn't suggest you do that now, but commercial warehouses. Uh, it so might commercial be. offices could be there's some good buying to be done in commercial There'll be offices. Some very right good now, buying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the current play, I wouldn't go near it with a foot forty foot pole, but some great conversion opportunities there. Yeah. Uh, but the, but there'll also be a mix of uh, you know, you're going from houses to potentially units and uh, townhouses where there's yeah multiple streams of income, uh, and then there's the the index dividend component that might flow out of an equ- equities portfolio. So, yeah. but, but the, the key here is, and I keep emphasizing time, it, it all comes back to time, mate. Uh, if you're uh, creating investment vehicles that don't need much of your time to manage and you've got good people surrounding you, because uh, I, I believe investing is an elite team sport, mm. then if you've got uh, the best people around you, your only job is to manage your managers and that's probably one hour a week. Yeah. You've got it set up the right way. So it's a combination of those things, and, and it's a it's a progression. It's not again, it's not a yeah. linear path. It is is recognizing that things need to change over the journey. Yeah, and have a very clear clear way of actually making that happen. So ultimately, 
you're you're earning your income without relying on you to do it. Totally. It's like we mentioned earlier about the commander's intent. You know, it's going to change along the way. I always tell people, you know, what gets you out of Egypt won't get you to the promised land. And and also, it's interesting that the function the function of any business, right? Any business, which your real estate, your life is a business, right? You know, everything. The function of any business, not the purpose. The function is to convert assets into cash flow. That's the simplest way that you can describe business, whether they be people, things, money, whatever. It's convert. How do you convert it from the static asset into cash flow? And it's exactly the same thing with the portfolio, with your property portfolio, your life portfolio, because you've got to build up the assets in order to be able to convert them into cash flow. So that's spot on. Yeah. Spot on. And, and and let's take that example. So I, I said to you right at the outset that everything since my Kiyosaki moment has been about being passive aggressive. Yeah. So I'm very aggressive about uh, investing in anything that gives us a passive income. So why are we mortgage brokers? Yes, property finance is a key component, but uh, the way the finance industry is structured uh, and the way we're paid we get an upfront component on the loans that we place, but you also get a trail income, which mm. is a scalable and a tradable asset. It's a passive income stream. So uh, we had a rent roll, which we sold a few years back very profitably, but that rent roll was generating a good ongoing passive income. So, what, Why know, did you sell it, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, uh, my wife, Sonia, drove that business uh, yep. very strongly. Very grunty business, mate. It's a very time-consuming business, and it's all about managing conflict, and that can be very grueling. You know, just just like architects become critical, complaining uh, individuals out there doing it long enough. Uh, very similar in the property management sphere because you're the the middle person uh, in negotiating conflict nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. and uh, while it's rewarding financially, uh, it it can be very telling. Uh, when you're having to handle that day to day, so and, and my wife and I's vision has always been to uh, Sonia and I have, have you know we are life partners, so we we work together, uh, we play together. Uh, we wanted to, to use that vehicle to to create a sellable asset, but also uh, honed our skills uh, so that we can now the way we operate in the business. I'm, I'm the front person, so and I I do all the fun stuff now, mate. I, I, I on podcast talking to you. I get people on my podcast. I do the strategy piece because I love that creative end. Yep. But we've we've automated and we've used that read principle to build a team around us that that does all the nuts and bolts, so that uh, we can put our energy into uh, things that we enjoy outside of work, but inside work we're just doing the bits that we love to do. Yeah, I was going to say we're going to run out of time to go through the vitamins. So what we're going to need to do is uh, is is do another episode, and that's okay. I'm, I look forward to it because what I what I find most interesting is that you're not you're not really out there selling a product. What you're actually trying because if I understand it correctly, you probably don't really need to continue to to do this. You've created that 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 freedom that you're helping other people to do now, and now having walked the walk, you're able to help show other people how to do that as well. Absolutely spot on. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the Reader's Digest on the last couple of vitamins. Uh, okay, and we can good. That'd be awesome. Later. Yeah. So we've covered value. We've covered the interest rate of growth. We've covered time. And yeah. then the, the sustainability factors, which are the last, the last five, are affordability. So you and I are on the same page here, mate. It's, it's mm. about creating cash flow positive uh, property yeah. vehicles that are putting money in your pocket. Uh, that's really important. Uh, negative gearing is a, a, a highway to hell. 
uh, Can, mindset. Sorry, sorry, I, I know that I'm part of the problem here because we're not going to. You said negative gearing is a highway to help, but then you also just a moment ago said that negative gearing is a pathway to cash flow. How do you balance that dichotomy? Yeah, no, no, no. But it, it's using the principles that, that go with negative gearing, like depreciation and other. Okay, aspects. so getting cash flow positive properties, but then depreciating and doing all the rest of the stuff as well. Absolutely. Okay, so you, makes sense. Yeah, keeping more of your hard earnings in your pocket, which is contributing. Yeah. So to being the tax overall. smart, as opposed to finding properties that are going to lose money for the sake of trying to save taxes, getting profitable properties, but then being tax smart and claiming as much as you can. Yeah, and 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 projecting this out too. We 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 spend a lot of time looking at you know how much is a, a property before you sign on the dotted line, how much is a property actually going to cost or put in your pocket every week in year one, two, three, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Yep. So you can actually project it out against your lifestyle to make sure that you are actually going to last the distance. Because if you accept that sustainable success is a fifteen year journey, then how can you make it affordable to get to that end? Yeah, totally. Comfortably. So affordability is a, it's a really key piece. A lot of people think about affordability in terms of, well, can I afford to buy the property? No. Affordability, more importantly, is about how am I going to cash flow this property? So yeah. if, unless it's putting money in my pocket and, and not uh, impacting on salary savings or lifestyle, if it is, it is, it won't be sustainable. So that, that's the affordability piece. Mindset, we've already touched on already, is a really key piece. Your outlook, expectations, uh, and your attitudes towards what you're investing in will pretty much because the the biggest deterrent to achieving success is you. Totally, yeah, yeah. Every time, how you think, how you respond, uh, really important here. So mindsets are a really key piece. Uh, having an income to create an income. I, I you hear probably hear this as well, mm. but I hear about all these spruikers tell, telling people to jump off the cliff, leave their job, and become full time property investors or property developers. Here's the, here's the deal. If you don't have an income to take to a bank, they're not going to let you borrow any money, which you can't, means you can't do any property. I, I, I am a first-hand, I've got this on a first-hand account. We jumped off the bridge and we said, let's go start this business. How good are we going to help other people? We, and we took that leap, forgot that we needed an income and then haven't been able to borrow, you know, I mean, able to borrow any money. It's like, oh, man, whoops. We missed, yeah. we missed that memo. So, yeah, 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 totally. There's a two-year chasm. Yeah, there's a two-year chasm exactly, before you can exactly. do anything. Spot on, mate. So, so that income piece is important for people to recognise. The N is for network. So that, yeah. that's about the elite team. That's surrounding yourself with the best players in each position from your accountant through to buyers agents like yourselves, to project managers if you're building, property manager, absolutely critical quantity surveyors to do the tax depreciation schedules and uh, some financial planning to look at the transition to retirement piece at the end of the journey. So there are others, but they're, they're the core group in terms of the network. So I often say you've got, you've got to leverage uh, other people's money and other people's expertise uh, and you be the dumbest person in the room, but surround yourself with really good people in each of those areas. And the final is strategy, which we've already mm. spoken about. So that, that makes up the, the, that set up factors, which are your value, your interest rate of growth and your time, and your yep. sustainability factors, which are affordability, mindset, income, network, and strategy, making up the the full uh, pre- preventative wealth vitamins. Yeah, nice. I love it. I love it. And that's all That's all in your book, The Freedom Formula, right? And- Breaks it right down, takes you step by step uh, so that you really can look at where you're at, apply it to your position, and then work work up a strategy that's actually going to help you achieve whatever your lifestyle, ideal lifestyle needs. And if, and if people want to get a copy of the Freedom Formula, where do they go? Where they get on Amazon uh, or? Yeah, you name it. Uh, any any good books, 
bookstore, Amazon, Dimmix. Uh, you can jump on our on my website, bushymartin.com.au. Uh, you get it slightly cheaper there. All the proceeds from the book go to uh, a charity uh, called Living It Rough and Doing It Tough because hmm. uh, we, we rescue dogs. It's a, a big part of what we do these days. And nice. that particular group keeps the dogs with the homeless. Uh, so that, And it's been proven that if you can keep your pets with the homeless, they have a reason to live and therefore that companionship is more likely to get them back out oh, that's of homelessness awesome. far, far sooner, mate. Yeah, that's awesome. What is it? I mean, with all of this, what is it you want to be remembered for? You've done a lot of things. You, you know, you've done the, you know, the architecture. You've, you know, you've done all this kind of stuff. What is it? What is the legacy that you want to leave? You know, you talked yeah. about you talked about moving from success to significance, and significance implies, um, you know, being something bigger than than the the sum of your uh, component parts. What's the legacy you want to leave? Yeah, I, I, it's a really good question, mate. Uh, a few people have asked me that over the years. The, the really simple answer, uh, and it's something I live by, is that I, I want to leave everyone I meet smarter and smiling. Nice. That's, that, that's a simple thing I want to do for everyone, uh, you included, Goose. So if I haven't left you smarter and I haven't left you smiling at the end of the conversation, I, I've failed in terms of our interaction, and that's pretty much how I approach every interaction with anyone. Yep. And so that's a that's a really simple thing. It's 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 leaving people feeling better about themselves. Uh, but I guess if you ask me, how do I want to remember? It's probably someone who has inspired and enabled others to live their ideal life. That's about as that's probably as as crisp as I can uh, define it, mate. Because um, yeah, yes, we're on a mission to wake up Australians to to help them do that, and by doing that and partnering with hard-working Aussies, we're going to start eliminating homelessness by, uh, you know, one of our current programs is to, for every dollar we save someone on their home loans, we're donating a day's worth of life-giving water to families in Tigray in Ethiopia. Awesome. Uh, but if we boil it down, uh, you know, someone's at my funeral and they're, they're talking about Bushy, I want them to say, look, Bushy really inspired me and helped me to live the life I've always wanted to live. And finally, what would you say to... Uh, someone who hasn't started yet on their wealth building journey and they might be thinking, look, building wealth sounds good, but it's not for me. I don't know how to get started. You know, they're stuck. They, you know, they could either be early in their journey or they could be 40, 50 years old and thinking, oh, it's too late. How what would you what is what is one thing you would say to someone who uh, who is struggling to see how they're going to be able to transform from where they are now if they haven't started to where they want to be? Really easy, mate. Uh, I'd get them to read your book and my book. Invest in your knowledge first. You've got to invest in the knowledge because once you have a basic understanding of how the whole jigsaw fits together, then you can start attacking each of the individual parts and making it happen. And and it's never too late. Yes, yes, it's a, a at least a ten or a fifteen year journey, but just because you're fifty five or sixty doesn't mean you can start. You don't. It's not too late to start that journey, mate. We're, we're all going to live at least until about 85 if we listen to what the actuaries tell us now. And and I'm banking on being around until I'm 120, mate. Oh, so, I'm already but, I'm already looking into all of that. I'm into big into biohacking, right? And there's so yeah. many bi- there's ways that we can stop ourselves aging and stuff. I plan on being here, yeah, well past 100. I reckon I'm going to crush it. So, so my, my great grandmother lived until she was 103. So I've got I've got some DNA on my side, mate. And uh, awesome. I reckon if technology can't 
and you know improvements in health can't get me to 120 there's something wrong so for those that and i i hear a lot of exactly what you just said oh you know like this oh shit super moment i'm 55 oh shit my super's not going to allow me to retire what am i going to do bushy pull a rabbit out of the hat because i, I want to pull a pin in five years well it's yeah and i've got some bad news for you it's going to be at least 10 and probably 15 years yeah but so what it, it doesn't mean you don't start the journey, but invest in your knowledge first, mate, because once you've, you know, it's, it's like that Kiyosaki moment when yeah. I picked up Rich Dad, Poor Dad many years ago. Uh, do the same. Your book is awesome, uh, limitless for doing that. The Freedom Formula is exactly the same, mate. It'll, yeah. it'll take you through the, the framework, the process to get you clear on how you want to live. And then, you know, in, in Australia, it's different overseas, but in Australia, property is the best uh, investment vehicle that's going to help you get there safely, easily, and affordably. Uh, there are other ways, but it, if you're looking for safety, affordability, and and ease, then there's no better asset to invest in than property here in good old Oz. Yeah, totally. totally. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've looked at, you know, I, just, I didn't start out going, oh, property. I was like, okay, how do we get, how do we create a better life? What's the best way to do it? And I said that, that property is the best way uh, to do that as well. It's a funny thing, just final note is uh, on the time thing, because it's really interesting. I'm 35, right? I can't remember being two years old, right? I can't. I can't. I don't know what happened. I, I mean, some sort of maybe some vague blurs and stuff. I don't know what happened when I was two or three. Barely remember anything about back then, right? And I'm 35. Okay. So if someone's 50 and they're going to live to their 85, right? That's a vast quantum of time. That is a tremendous amount of time. You know, like I've lived, I've lived a whole life up to this point. I know you're a couple of years older than me, but not many, but a couple, right? <laughs> Just a couple. And, and, yeah. and I'm like, man, there's gonna be there's gonna be a couple more of these. I might, I may even have two whole. I might only be one third of the way through, and I can't even remember what happened at the start. I mean, it's it's wild how much time we have. But the problem is we we fail to maintain a perspective. I think is why people panic. So, yeah, awesome. I, I 100% agree, mate. And uh, yeah. It, all comes back to time. That the, the last I talk about TLC. The last piece of TLC, and it's a great probably place to close here. Yeah, is that the TLC in wealth is time, leverage, and compounding growth. So it's making sure you've got ten to fifteen years to invest. It's leveraging other people and other people's money, and it's it's enjoying the magic of compounding, mate. Because as good old Einstein said, the the law of compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. You've just got to give it time to allow that to happen. I would love to let that mic drop on that because that's perfect and beautiful. But just a quick one. Do you know what? Do you know how if you get a piece of paper and fold it 50 times, do you know how thick it is? I think it gets you from here to the moon or something, doesn't it? From here to the sun. Most people think like, oh, maybe an inch, two inches, maybe a foot or a meter. If you get a piece of paper and if you could fold it in half 50 times, it would stretch from here to the sun. That is the power of compounding. It's tremendous. It so. is absolutely amazing, mate. No, awesome. I love it. Mate, I've really enjoyed this chat and I'm, I'm confident that a lot of people are going to pull a lot, lot of gold out of this. Um, I'll chuck a couple of links in the show notes so that people can go to bushymartin.com.au and knowhowproperty.com.au. They can get your book, suss out all of that kind of stuff as well. We are absolutely, mate, we could probably do one episode every two months for the next five years just and only do one episode per acronym. Right, we just do that as the as the series, Bushy's acronyms, and we'll be here for the next five years, once every two months, maybe longer. 
So, mate, thanks for your time. I really appreciated it. Um, uh, I, I enjoy it. Every time we catch up for chat, I really enjoy it. And um, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Mate, I love the energy, uh, the, the same back at you, mate. Uh, I'm, you're going to be a regular and get invested in the Real Estate Talk Show, which I now host. So we're looking forward to uh, jointly, mate, uh, waking up Australians to the opportunity that's in front of them. Sounds good. Good on you, mate. Speak soon. Thanks, mate.